We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Brian, let's jump into some mailbag questions. I have had the chat blocked. Yes. So I don't know what it's we got actually going on. a pretty on good chat today. Okay, good. Well, for like 10 minutes, like they were talking about like bow hunting and all that. And I'm like, are you guys even listening to the show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but they, they were. It was all good. I was just kind of giving them a hard time. Um, That's great. That's funny. But uh, no, it's been good today. It's been good. Good. Today. So I'm, we, I'm guessing we got, we got some, some good questions. Chats. Yeah, we got some super chats to start off with. That, so. Let's do it. Rob Osgood, my boy Rob, thank you very much for the super chat. With the cookout coming up, how much interaction can the current players have with the recruits? Don't know if it's uh, a crazy rule about it. Thanks. They can. Yeah, I mean, because the cookout's happening during when the, the dead period ends. So the dead period is going to end kind of late July. Right. Once that happens, the kids are on campus. They can interact with current players. And there'll be probably current players around. I think there were, if I think I remember correctly, there were pictures last year with the current players around. They can go to work. They can watch if there's like a workout that day because like it's in the middle of fall camp. Actually, let me okay. Um, okay. Let me check the let me check the schedule that day. We're not allowed to give the whole schedule out, but there is a there is a there is no practice that day. Actually, Notre Dame is being smart. Okay. No practice that day, and well, I guess food. it's kind of smart. There's um, free food. There's a cookout. I have a feeling yeah, some players are going to show right. up. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I would. They'll, they'll be around, Rob. They'll be around. And thanks for the super chat, my man. I appreciate you. Another super chat here from Raymond. Thank you very very much, Raymond. Can't wait for some football this year. Hope you are feeling better, Brian. Hello there, Vince. Yeah. Hello there, Ray. Yeah, it was weird, Vince. I was like, woke up Saturday just feeling just toast. That happens. You know, just not not feeling great. Sure. So, um, but yeah, definitely better. Definitely better. You sound Appreciate great. That. So that's good. Yeah. It was more like just, I think it was just, I'm just worn out. Yeah. You know, really what it comes down to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Shelton Hager, 91, with the Super Chat. Thank you very, very much, Shelton. I'm more excited about this upcoming season than I have been in a long time. Genuinely feel that the offense will be exciting to watch for the first time in a long time. Also love the shows with the OGs. Whoop! Sincerely, an OG. Thanks, Shelton. Yeah. Love it, man. I Look, Shelton, I'll tell you what. This is Vince talking, right? But every time I think about this offense, and I, I've used this analogy before, but every time I think about this offense, I think of a scoreboard and I think of it being like a pinball machine, just with like the lights and the numbers, just a bling, 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 bling. like that's how I feel like this offense is going to be. I feel like they're going to score a lot of points. And when points are scored, it's fun to watch. I mean, flat out, people yep. love offense. I love offense. Brian loves offense. Like I love it when Notre Dame scores touchdowns. I just, that's the visual I get, man. So I'm right there with you, Shelton. I am trying to temper my excitement, but I am fired up about what this offense could be if everything falls in line the way we think it will. I just love doing shows with Vince, so. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Super chat. I mean, I don't need to add to that, Vince. I mean, I know this yeah. is, like, surprising for me that I'm not adding to it, but, like, you know, I mean, you, everything you said is spot on. So yeah, I just, I'm excited to watch this offense. I really yeah. am. John Massengale with the Super Chat. Thank you so much, John. A great running back can make a guy miss. They can make something out of nothing. Kyron Williams had that. Who's the guy in this room? Audric can be that. I mean, Audric is – that's something he doesn't get enough credit for. Agreed. Like, I think in some people's minds, they only remember the time where he, like, literally took that Syracuse kid and, like, impaled him into the ground. Right. You know, right. but Audric makes people miss, too. Audric's yeah. got that real nice one cut, that little bounce. You know, you're setting yourself up to, like, take him on, and all of a sudden he's like – just kidding. Slide mm-hmm. right by. He's you. got good feet for a big guy. He's I mean, slippery that's, for a 230 yeah. pound mammoth back. That's not any, but he's not like what Robert Hughes, like Robert Hughes used to drive me crazy. Cause I loved Robert Hughes as a back in high school. And he was pretty good at the end of his senior season, but like he's this big 230 pound kid with great feet. And he wanted to be like this, make you miss shifty kind of guy. I wanted to just like, dude, put your shoulder down and run through a guy. And we saw against Chris Gallipo in 2010, that when he wanted to do that, he can do that. He just spent most of his career trying to be like, 
you know, this slippery make you miss kind of guy. Audric will run you over. He yeah. will face plant you. But he's also knows that like, hey, I got the angle here. I'm going to make you miss. Right. And I love that. I think Jadarian Price has that. That's... Jabron Payne has that. Jeremiah Love has that. I, I, I don't know about Devin Ford now. I mean, he just he can cut and get outside. He can make that sure. one cut, but like that shake and make you miss. Uh, you know, that's true. I also don't necessarily agree with the premise. Well, I guess I kind of agree with the premise, but I would, I would, I would put a little, uh, in there. It's not always about make you miss like Reggie Bush. And I'm not saying, and the reason I don't want to say I reject it, cause this may not be what John means, but like, I think a lot of people when they think make you miss, they think Reggie Bush. Well, Terrell Davis was a great make you miss kind of guy, but it was like that one cut. He would stem you. He'd kind of right. get you stretching, thinking that you're trying to get, and, and then, then he would one cut and get inside yeah. of them, right? And that, that to me is also make you miss. They have a lot more guys like that right. than they have like the Reggie Bush. I mean, you saw that one run by Jeremiah Love where he's just like back cut and just like zoop, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Like he can do that. They all can do that. And, and, and Logan Diggs was pretty good at that. They just didn't give him a ton of chances to do it because of the way that the offense was run last year. I think you're going to see as they as they get more in space, John, I think we're going to see them get more opportunities to use that sure. ability to make make guys miss because you're going to see them in one-on-ones more often. You're going to see right. Audric one-on-one against a linebacker more often or against a safety more often than you have in the past. And, you know, everybody says, you know, Chris Tyree is not a guy that makes people miss. I, I kind of disagreed with that. Is he a shake you kind of guy? No, but he's like, I can plant and then outrun you to an angle. That's making you miss. I ran Absolutely. by you. You tried to tackle me. I made you miss. How? Because I ran faster to this point than you did. <laughs> right. But you have to have that one initial cut ability. And I think all the backs in the current room have that ability to do that. Agreed. Good question, Jim. And thank you for the super chat. Or John. Excuse me, John. Jim's this next. Is Jim. This Apologies, is Jim. John. John Massengale. <laughs> did not mean to short you. I appreciate your super chat as, as well, my friend. Jim with the super chat, Jim Halloran. Thank you so, so much. Really appreciate it. A little something for the OGs. Great to see you two together. Go Irish. Yeah. It's great to be here. Jim, it is. Thank you. Is. All right. Here we go. Bulesfeld Financial Services Inc. Thank you for the IB Gold member mug. I was very impressed by the quality. It was better quality than the Notre Dame mugs at the Notre Dame Hammus bookstore. I am IB Gold member for life. Love that, JP. Uh, so great. here's the thing. Uh, JP was previously a Shamrock member before we created this new system. So he waited to upgrade to the gold club and be, to get the, the package, right. Of, of what you get. Cause if you're a Shamrock member, you just get the mug. If you're a blue member, you get the mug, but if you're a gold member, you get the mug and the shirt, the IB gold club shirt. So JP gotcha. got both of those. So it is a good mug. I used to use it all the time, but now I got these big old Notre Dame, because I used to have, because I would drink tea out of it, right? Right. And so, but it's like, it goes pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. I've started getting these, um, these bigger mugs. So I just have a little bit more tea so I can save my throat. More the tumbler. You got the tumbler action. But going. the ones that, that we don't, we don't have good ones. I looked into that. They don't have good ones that I could put in the store. Like if they had something like this that I could put in the store for IB, Remember I'd be one? fired up. Yeah. I don't love that. Like, I don't yeah, love that. I wasn't that was a one huge of the fan of it. I took, I took yeah. that out of the store. I don't right. even sell that anymore. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's right here. Sucks. Yeah. But I haven't used it much. Yeah. It's but it's cool to have like if you were to set up like a little like, yes. a, like a backdrop like, with some cool with, stuff. With, with like yeah. a yeah, exactly. I would add, that's yeah. why I, I haven't gotten rid of it, obviously. Yeah. But so yeah, I would definitely do that. So absolutely. But thank you, JP. JP's one of the oh I mean, talking about OGs. JP's right. been around from the beginning too, man. We appreciate you. Right. 
Steven Sanchez, if Marcus Freeman coached linebackers like Nick Saban does at Alabama, do we believe that would help us with linebacker recruiting? Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's what Marcus Freeman should do. I mean, Nick Saban was doing that at Alabama because he'd been coaching for as long as Marcus Freeman has been alive at the present moment, right? right. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Nick, Nick Saban has always done that for a long, long time, and and. I mean, I'm trying to think how old Nick Saban was when he when he got his first job. So he's was born in '51. He got the job at Michigan State. Let me find out where are we at here. He got the job at Michigan State in '95. So he was 44 when he got his first head coaching job at a Power Five school, right? And he had only been a head coach for one year. He at uh, Toledo. So he was you know still okay. older than Marcus Freeman was. was at Toledo. Okay. Yeah, he was he was there for a year huh. and then went back to the NFL. Because he was a really good defensive coordinator in the NFL for a, a long time as well. Gotcha. So he was at, he was with the Oilers in 87, 80, 88, 89. He was the he was Michigan State's defensive coordinator from eighty three to eighty seven. Okay. Then he went to the Oilers for two years as the DB coach. Then he was the head coach at Toledo. Then he went back to the NFL and he was the D coordinator for the Browns from ninety one to ninety four under Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, I would have, could you imagine the, the type of conversations that were happening about defensive play during that tenure? That'd have been a lot of fun. And I believe the Browns made the playoffs one year. Yeah. They went 11 and five one year with Saban uh, when Saban was the D coordinator. So then he goes to Michigan state in, uh, in, in 95, actually okay. the year that they made. Yeah. It was the, so say, so Saban's last year at Cleveland was the year they made the playoffs. Okay. And then the next year he was a head coach at Michigan State from 95 to 99. But he's 40, 44 years old at that point in time. So but seven, eight, seven, eight years older than Marcus Freeman. So just he'd just been doing it that way for a long time. And and so he could kind of get away with that. When he got hired at Alabama, he was 56. Marcus Freeman was 36. It's 36. Right. Right. So I just I don't know if that's the way for him to go to be honest with you. Sure. But to answer Steven's question, would it help with recruiting? Certainly. I just don't know if it would, if it would be best for Marcus Freeman to do that. I I kind of have advocated for that in the past, but I just feel like once you, you've got to make that decision immediately and then roll with it. Right. And the fact that he didn't, you know, I just think it's kind of like there's other things he wants to do as the head coach. Sure. Meaning like, look, I I need to be more of a, a head coach as opposed to, you know, the guy that's it got his hands in every little detail of the defense. So I, uh, yeah, but it would help recruiting Vince. Do you, I mean, you, you agree with that, right? I mean, it would, Oh, it would absolutely help with recruiting. If you, if, if, if Marcus Freeman goes into somebody's living room is like, look, I'm going to be your position coach. That, that That's going to go a long way, obviously. Right. I mean, I, there's no way it doesn't help. I, I can't imagine a kid would be like, uh, well, I'm, I'm super comfortable with you being my head coach, but I wouldn't want to work with you on a day-to-day basis. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't see that thought process coming forth. Right? right. So there's, there's no way that it wouldn't help. I mean, absolutely. Now, would it help the team? Would it help the program? I'm not sure about that part. Like it would have to be a very, very well-oiled machine for him to have to do both. Uh, but I mean, is it possible? Sure. Right now yeah. I don't like it. I, I want Marcus Freeman to, yeah. to be a head coach. I, I wanted it at the beginning, but it had to be sure. done then. Yeah, absolutely. It had to be a part yeah. of who, he, who right. he was going to be then. It had to be a part of how he built his staff then. 
and how he built himself right. as a head coach too. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I think people would look at it as a desperate move if he went and did that now. Like it wouldn't, I don't yeah. know. If it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, they're struggling recruiting and he's exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's not the message you want to send. No. Colin Park, when Notre Dame gets ready to play Clemson this season, what will be the bigger difference maker compared to last season? Notre Dame's addition of Sam Hartman or Clemson's hiring of Garrett Riley? Well, I, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of a wash to be honest with you. Like Notre Dame desperately needed a quarterback that could play championship football and Clemson desperately needed a competent play caller and play designer hmm. on offense. The reason I would say if I, in theory, it's a wash. If I had to say, if I had, but if you weren't, if you weren't allowing me to cheat and I had to take one, I'd go with Sam Hartman because Sam Hartman's still more of a known commodity. And what I mean by that is Garrett Riley ran the offense at TCU last year, but it was under the tutelage of Sonny Dykes, who was a really good offensive mind, really sure. good offensive mind. And so it's kind of like being Nick Saban's D coordinator. Right. It's kind of like, you know, or Kirby Smart's D coordinator. Like, yes, I'm the D coordinator and he lets me do it, but it's, he's there kind of, you know, I'm he's your, he's what, your safety what, net. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, and he's very yeah. involved. Sonny Dykes right. is very involved in the offense. Sure. Dabo will be as well, but Dabo was never a coordinator. Right. I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it. So we know who Sam Hartman is. And like you said, oh, there's no film of Sam Hartman. Well, teams aren't going to be like, well, gee, I have no idea what Sam Hartman's <laughs> good at or what he's going to do. Right. It's how's he going to be used within the Notre Dame offense. But, you know, sure. hey, I got to prepare for the deep ball. Right. right? I got to prepare for this. I know things that I have to be prepared for knowing who he is. Uh, it, then I'll defend it, you know, this this type of way. So I, I, I kind of look at it like that, Vince. And then the other part of it to me. Uh, when, with these two is obviously that the talent level for Clemson is is pretty good. That should help Garrett Riley as well. That's the sort of that counter argument for Clemson is like he's inheriting a pretty talented room. You got a very experienced thousand yard running back coming back. Depth of running backs not great. You've got a, a, a sophomore quarterback that hasn't played a ton, but he did get some really good late season experience. He played a lot in the ACC title game. He played. He started the bowl game and and had some good moments there. Had some freshman moments as well, but it was a needed up and down performance that you that you that kind of experience you need i mean if they'd have played the bowl game against like eastern michigan because they had this disappointing season and he rips them up what did you it's like what did you really learn about notre dame when they destroyed hawaii at the end of 2008 season they were so far better than hawaii it didn't you know we really right. didn't learn anything except notre dame's got a lot of talent and they but, could win a bowl know, game right he did that against <laughs> tennessee Sure. You know, so it, it, he he learned that against ten. He had to battle against Tennessee, so I think it was good for him. But he, they're gonna have good receivers, and not great. Here's the deal about Clemson: the talent level at the skill positions is not what it was in, from 16 to 18. It's just not, and and so that's or, or even 19. It's it's not there, but it's better than it was to me the last couple of years, because you've got some young players, kind of like you know Tobias Merriweather's not new to Notre Dame, but he's now going to be even better than he was last year. Sure. You know, Antonio Williams is is not new. He played for them last year, but he's going to be even better because he's now going into year two. And they've got some younger, you know, Troy Staccato coming back from injury. They've got some players. Uh, uh, Adam Randall's a kid that, that played a lot as a freshman last year, had 10 catches, who I loved coming out of high school. So the town's going to be better. And I think some of the guys they lost, it's kind of like an addition by subtraction kind of thing. Like those guys are good football players, but they were miscast in that offense. That was my biggest knock on Clemson's recruiting is they started recruiting highly ranked guys 
and went away from the guys that fit what they do. They always had like the big, fast, vertical guys outside, and then the real shifty, it was Artavis Scott, it was Hunter Renfro, it was um, Amari Rogers. always had that real shifty slot guy. They went away from that the last few years. They had the big guys, but they were slower guys. They were more pro. They were guys that like they had like Javon McKinley's and Miles Boykins and guys like that. That's not what the Clemson offense is geared towards. It's geared towards the T. Higgins and the Justin Rosses, the Mike Williams, the guys that are vertical, like stretch right. the field type of guys. <clears throat> and Joseph and God is not that guy. Bo Collins is not that guy. I think they're going to be more suited for that offense now, if that makes sense. But the talent level is still not elite, but I think they have more talent in the line than they have in the past. So that should help too. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shapes up. They're not, they're not where they've been, but they're getting back. At least they're on the way back to that at some point in time. But it's going to come down to, you know, how good is Kate Klubnik in year two? Right. That's, That's going, going to be, be huge. Yeah. Right. Now I'll say one thing, Kate Klubnik's not going to throw to anybody at Clemson as good as the guy he threw to in high school. Just saying. Remember who that is, Vince? Mm-mm. Jaden Greathouse. Ah, okay. Nice. That was his guy. That was his guy's last <clears throat> three years of high school, actually. Okay. So, yep. But yeah, that's uh, I. I'll go with Hartman if I have to pick one, Vince. Would do you have a do you have a stance on that? I mean, I, well, do you know enough about Riley? I, I don't know enough about Riley, but just from a just from a lens of new offensive coordinator versus a quarterback, you know, the quarterback that I know who Sam Hartman is. I think I think that yeah, I lean towards Sam Hartman only because, you know, I'll go back to the old argument, right? Notre Dame has been a quarterback away from being a dynamic offense. Notre Dame's going to have a dynamic offense now, and I I I still feel that way. I think Clemson is a step away from being a dynamic a dynamic offense, and they're going to be going up against a Notre Dame defense that owned them last time that they played, and I, and that's part of it. Like that's. I, I realize there's going to be some different personnel and there's a different offensive coordinator, but and their quarterback and, and their quarterback struggled. It was forty mile an hour win. I mean, sure. Like if I'm get, if I'm Clemson, I'm countering with that. I'm countering with hey, course. we thought we were an offensive coordinator away. So I mean, but it, there's it'll be there's something to be said for confidence of doing all of already doing the job. You know what I mean? And right. it's the opposite of the Ohio State game, right? We said Notre Dame's got to prove themselves. We know that if Notre Dame plays at a high level, they can they can win in the trenches against Clemson. Exactly. We didn't know that until this last year because they hadn't really done that with any. Right. They did that once in four games, right. and that was in 2020. Right. And that so was really I, you, you dominated late in the game right. on defense, but you dominated on offense the entire game. Yeah. But, you know, two of your last three games against Clemson, your offensive lines whooped them pretty good. You got to exactly. be able to continue that. Exactly. And that's going to be the key. But, uh, yeah. Clemson, Clemson's going to be a much tougher game than Notre Dame fans. Oh. Uh, then some Notre Dame fans think it's going to be. I'm sure. not saying you're, you, Vince. Yeah, no, right, right, right. I think a lot of fans looked at how bad they whooped them last year and they're just like, well, we got Clemson now. Uh, it's going to be a good football game. <laughs> right. That was just one of those weird games. It's just like it all went Notre Dame's way, a great game sure. plan. You know, Clemson didn't. I don't think those players were prepared for how cold it was that night, honestly. I mean, Vince, it was cold because of the wind. Because I mean, of the was, wind. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Uh, the wind was rough. I just don't think that it was – they played a really bad game. That that sure. Notre Dame gets all the credit in the world for making them play a bad game, but it's not like, well, we're just going to go out and beat them by 21 points now every time we play. Right. No, no. Right. You had a blocked punt. You had a 96-yard kick return for a score. You had a pick. That's you know, There's a lot of things that went in Notre Dame's way. The, the, they're going to have to play a lot better this year to, to do it. Now you've got to do them on the road. And Clemson will be a little ticked off. 
Of course. You're going to want some payback from last year. But I still like being in the position the Notre Dame's in. 100%. That, that I can pop in the film from last yeah. last year and be like, yeah. look what you did. Look what we did to them. Right. Here's what we got to upgrade and we just got to change. Football. Of course. Right. Like, exactly. Right. And this is how we can do this again. That's going to be a mean? battle, though, to me. Oh, it's going to be a great. battle. I'm it's looking be forward great. to it. I'll be me there. Too. I'm excited about it. You had to rub that in, didn't you? It just felt hey, like a knife. You know it just what? Felt like a twisted remember, knife. That's I offered you. Remember the job I told you you could have if you wanted it the other day. I, you did. And what did you say? <laughs> I, I said no. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, why can't I have my cake and eat it too, Brian? Because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I don't have that kind of money, man. <laughs> I don't roll like that, buddy. <laughs> I wish. Oh man, Emma X. Dean says, will there be a video for the KVA announcement? Don't know yet. Haven't 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 gotten the the information I need to know if I should do a show or not that day. How fair enough. That? So fair yeah, enough. What's like, that date like again? What is he committing? Saturday. Oh, is it Saturday? Oh, that's why people. Yeah. Okay. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. I knew it was coming up. I knew it was the end of, of July. So yeah, I think so today, 18th, 19th. Okay, so hold on a second. Let me just let me just pull up a calendar just to make sure. Um, July calendar. Give me a the second. The 22nd is Saturday. So it'll be Sunday. Okay. Sunday. His his announcement's going to be on Sunday. Gotcha. So even more reason why people shouldn't be asking about that. But yes, his announcement will be on Sunday. And you got to hit the bell. Hit the notification yep. bell, people. Ty Smith, who on the offensive side of the ball would you say needs to have a biggest role playing besides the quarterback personally i believe tyree is going to have to play to his highest ceiling for us you know i have an article today vince that i did uh at irishbreakdown.com which is uh that's the free side of what we do and i talked about the four underrated players Mm -hmm. who don't get a lot of attention or have negative attention from fans and it's different for each guy that they have to play really well this year for Notre Dame to, to reach their pot- uh, potential. I did mm-hmm. have J- Jabron Payne in there, although he was at the bottom because if other guys step up, they could end up being okay there. Uh, but it was more about like my first guy was Jaden Thomas. He's very much overlooked and, and underappreciated. Uh, my number two guy was Zeke Carell. He's another one that's there. And then number three was Chris Tyree is because he's been more so, 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 Everybody kind of appreciates Jaden Thomas, but we just don't. We talk Tobias and Dion and and Chris Tyree and you know, but Jaden Thomas because you just like, yeah, Jaden's going to be Jaden. He's good, right? But like yeah, he's got right. he's he's whereas Chris Tyree is the opposite of that. Chris is like there's people he's like in that Chris Tyree kind of epitomizes Notre Dame, right? You either love him or you hate him. Like sure. that's how outsiders view Notre Dame. That's how people are with Chris Tyree. I'm talking about as a player. I think everybody likes Chris Tyree as a kid. He's an awesome young man. But I'm talking about as a player. Sure. Uh, you either think he's really good or not, you know, right. whatever. So he's an important guy because they need that slack guy. So I agree with Ty's premise of the fact that this offense needs Chris Tyree to be good uh, or, or, or it, not it needs. It helps them a lot if he's good. Sure. I just don't think they need him to be good because I could see a scenario where if Chris is just kind of a, a niche rotational guy, I've got Dion and Tobias and, and as outside guys, I've got Matt Salerno play outside guy. I've got Jaden can play outside as well. I can put Jaden Greathouse in the slot. I can put Matt Salerno in the slot as you know for ten snaps a game. I can put you know Rico Flores in there. Sure. There's a lot of options that I have 
where if Chris, if Chris doesn't step up, I got plenty of other talented weapons. I can go, I can go to 20, right. 20 personnel yeah. and get Jabron Payne or Jadan Price or Jeremiah Love in the game. If something yeah. happens to Chris Tyree, he goes down. So they don't I, need it. I think I he's, would an say ex, he's an X if, factor. Yes. Yeah. If Chris Tyree steps up, that's actually a good article idea, Vince. Thank you for that one. Welcome. X factors. <laughs> I've done that in the past. I didn't even think about doing that this year. But if Chris Tyree balls out, Right, it has a huge impact. Absolutely, so I'm sort of with Ty, but not. I don't right. think they need it. But if it happens, it's it has only a big major things. Impact. Yeah, it's only positive. It's major only impact. positive. Yeah, because all of a sudden agree. he's running an over route, and that safety's coming down. Like, oh, Tyree's free. I got to come down, and then bam, post right over the top to, to right. Merriweather or Jaden Thomas or right. Deion Colsey or whatever. Yeah, he has a big impact. I'm I'm faking a bubble and then running a counter the other way. To Audric. I mean, think about that. I'm in trips to the right, right? I pull back and I fake a bubble screen to Chris Tyree as as Audric's jab step in that side. Then he comes on like a delay counter or delay draw type of situation. I mean, you're going to have dudes flying outside and all of a sudden I'm handing the ball off to my 230-pound monster up the middle. So many things right? you can do. I mean, you know, if Chris is a weapon, if but right. he's got to scare people in order for sure. that to work. Otherwise, they're like, throw it to Tyree. I dare you. I just don't want you to hand the ball off to Audric anymore. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Uh, but, uh, you know, that requires him to be good. Sure. I just don't think they need it. But, man, if it happens, and I think, exactly. Vince, I think you nailed it. It's that X factor. Right. They can still be really good without Chris Tyree stepping up this year. But if he does... That could be like that next bing, level bing, thing. Bing, bing. Right? Yes. No. I mean, you're serious. you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's it's gonna be very interesting to see how he does. Uh, who on the offense? So so then to answer the question, he says Tyree. Who on the offensive side of the ball would you say needs to have the biggest role playing besides QB? To me, it's Tobias Merriweather. <sighs> That's yes. who it is. That's what me. I was gonna say too. Right? He he needs to be the alpha. Like I. My argument yesterday when we talked about the five guys having the biggest impact or need to have the biggest fall camp or whatever, one of mine was was Tobias because I think he needs to go from one catch, one touchdown to being the alpha wide receiver in that room. Like, And, and you talk about like Jaden Thomas getting overlooked. I overlook him because I'm very confident in what he's going to do in a positive way. Right. You know what I mean? And so I don't talk about him a whole lot because I think he's going to be a matchup nightmare I think they're going to move him around. I think they're going to do a lot of things to get Jaden Thomas involved and to have him be a very integral part of this offense. But they still need that alpha go-to wide receiver. Yeah. And I think that can be Tobias Merriweather. Yeah. He can be that alpha of this group. I think Jaden Thomas will be considered the go-to. Okay. Because when I think go to, I think of the Michael Mayer role, the third and five. Sure. Who, but 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 Tobias is the guy that scares you. So yeah, I could see a scenario where Jaden Thomas leads the team in catches, but Tobias leads the team in yards, right? And touchdowns because, as a receiver. Yeah, right. Right. Because he's at like 18, 19 to catch. Jaden's at like 14, that kind of thing. Sure. Where, man, I, I'm gonna let Jaden Thomas catch eight balls because I don't want Tobias to beat us for 60. Right. 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 Like, and then Jane's like, fine, I'll, then I'll go for nine catches for 120 yards and we're still going to beat you. And that's gonna, how Jared Parker's going to be too. It it's comes like, down, exactly. Yeah, it comes down right. to, do you want to die a slow death or do you want to just, do you want to go right. back? Death right? by a thousand cuts or you just want to exactly. get your head blown off. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes <clears> down. But Notre Dame hasn't had that type of weapon. Like all they could do last year was a death of a thousand cuts or a right. thousand rushes. Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> carries. Yeah. Handoffs, you know. Right. Handoffs um, to Michael Mayer. Right. Yeah, exactly. it, it, where now it's like, okay, if you want to load the box, 
between Tyree and Tobias and Dion because Dion Colsey's really fast. People don't realize that he's really fast. Too, by the way, but yeah, what's that? I said he could be an X factor too. By the way, yes, if he he's another one. Yes, he could be the biggest X factor, and that's already something I'm thinking of in that article. Is if he steps up and the light goes on. I mean, he's six five two fifteen with long arms, and he can run. Yep. I mean, he's legit to me, low four or five guy, which for that size is moving. Sure. And I mean, we watched him just torch Benjamin Morrison on a post route in camp, and he just drops the ball, right? That's the frustrating thing with with Dion. But if the light goes right. on, yep, exactly. Dion can be a dude. Because I, I love right. I love the the formation of Colsey and Merriweather on the outside, and then Thomas on you know yeah. in the slot. I mean, that how are you going to match up with that? You know, if all right. three of those guys are playing at the level that they're capable of playing, how do you match up with that? that that's yeah. pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so Tobias, but but what Tobias could be, Vince, what Dion could be is the matchup nightmare that you have to get. You don't game plan to stop Jaden Thomas. Right. He just does what he does. He puts up his numbers, and you, you almost live with it, but then you don't realize, like, he beat you, but you just don't right. realize it. Right. With Tobias, you're like, yep, that 70-yard touchdown, that cost us, right? Like, mm-hmm. or that that 50-yard, you know, one-on-one, that beat us. We tried to go eight in a box, and, you know, it, it like, that's – He's, he's got to make teams you got a game for plan for that. Yeah, right? absolutely. And um, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Rob Osgood asked when fall camp starts. It's next Wednesday is the yes. first day of fall camp. So eight days. Can't yeah. wait. Tommy Guns, would you feel better, worse, or about the same about the running back room if hypothetically it was Audric that transferred rather than Diggs? Same. I, I was it very just, it high would on look different. Diggs. It would look different, but it, it would be would the it same. Look that different? Well, 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 explain what you mean, Vince. I'm sorry. From a, I from I a style standpoint okay. between Logan and Audric, right? I think I think it would look different, but I still think the production would have been very similar. I really do. I don't think Logan and Audric are that different. I really don't. Okay. And maybe that's just because how they used him last year. Like, you know, Audric's a little bit more powerful. Logan has a little bit more wiggle, but they're you're running the same plays with the two of them. Sure. I, I wanted but, to see them get Logan on the outside a little bit more than yeah. they did. It felt like they were kind of bashing their head against the wall yeah. at times. You know what yeah. I mean? But, and I don't know if that's Logan's game. Like the UNLV game, like late, they start the BC game. They threw him a couple outside zones. You're like, where's this been all year? And right. he looked good doing it. It's like, right. gee, I would have loved exactly. to have seen this earlier in the season. So, um, you know, that's that's just kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, I The only thing I would say is I think Logan is always going to be a guy that needs a little bit more volume to get to the same numbers as Audric. Okay. 
you know what I mean? Like where Audra could be 6.5 per carry. You know, Logan at his best is 5'8", five, 5'7", five, 6", right? Just That's just kind of how I feel because uh, that's a slight difference. But how you use them would be similar. Like your offense doesn't change. But I'd feel great about the running back room. I mean, Logan Dix was a really good football player. Sure. It, it, it's what I complain about all year. It's like, why are we in Team Audric and you know Team Logan? Like they're they're both really good. You know, it's right. like, man, Audric was so good against Clemson. That's why he should be the guy. I've literally heard people say that to me. I've literally, excuse me, I literally have had people say that to me. Right. That Logan should be the. I mean, that Audric should be the guy because of how good he was against Clemson. I literally heard somebody say that to me once, and then I'm like, <laughs> um. You do know that Logan Diggs led the team in rushing that game, right? And averaged almost a full yard more per carry than Audric. I know he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, they both mm-hmm. went over 100 yards that game. It's right. just one of those things where it's just like because I'm a team Audric. So when Audric would do something right, I'm praising it. And when Audric would, when when Logan would do something, and Audric would do something wrong, that's ah, all good. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. he fumbled, but he'll be fine. Then Logan misses a hole, and it's like bench him. You know, it's like, well, right. he's in there because that other dude you love just fumbled the flipping ball. You know what I mean? It's, it's just how it goes, man. It's just, it, right. I, I don't, I, I still, you still have people saying, ah, Logan's not a loss. Yeah, he is. Are they going to be fine? Yeah, they're going to be fine because they're really talented. But I think I'd even feel even better if you had all those guys and nobody transferred. Right. Like, I'd feel even better about the room at that point in time. But, you know, it's just not the way it is. No, not the way it is. Team Audric all the way. Right yeah, now that right. now that he's gone, I mean, it's like, I mean, he's still very good, still very sure. good. He's just going to be very good for somebody else, now, right? Instead of yeah. for Notre Dame, which again, and I'm okay if Logan was happy is happier somewhere else. Best of luck to you. I got no beef with Logan Diggs, right? Uh, they're going to be fine though. That's yeah. not a shot at Logan Diggs, Vince. Right? I mean, that, that's the thing is you, we can we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can say sure. they're going to be just fine without Logan Diggs, but also say, but they still would have been pretty flipping good if he stayed. Or if he was the guy and Audric left, they'd still be very good. Right. I think I read somewhere that he's slated at being third on the depth chart down at LSU. That's just what Kelly said going into fall Is that what camp. He said? You gotta okay. say that. You can't take a transfer that's and like, put him at number one in the depth fair. chart. No, you gotta that's make fair. him work up the depth chart. That's fair. Yeah. Well, can't you say it's an open competition? Or do you No, I mean, because I think with Lo- he knows that Logan <laughs> needs to be pushed. Lo- Logan is not the self-starter that Audric is. Let's just be honest about that. Okay, he needs a fair. little bit of a kick in the pants. Okay. He's a different kind of kid. And I don't mean that negatively. Just it, That's just how coaching is, Vince. Every kid's motivated differently. Some that's, kids that's, don't need to be pushed. Some guys need to kind of have, you have to have sure, a foot up there. Right a little bit every now and then. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and Logan's a good kid. I got no, I, I heard nothing but good things about him. But I, he's just one of those kids that needs just a little bit of, okay, like, yeah. let's go. Right. Right. Like, I mean, just, you, you could just see it. Like, remember when the running backs posed? last year like before fall camp and and they were just got done with the workout and they're like all these chiseled ripped up kids and then there's logan dicks who's like not <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> this is like yeah he gets after the weight room but not kind of like these other guys do right uh-huh. it's a, you know it's just kind of that yeah. way but uh you know i i mean i think you kind of have to do that we'll sure. see we'll see where he is at the end of fall camp right because yeah. going into fall camp last year i think audrick estimate was third if i remember correctly Correct. It was Tyree, Diggs, and Audric. Okay. It wasn't that way by the end of the year. Right. Nope. So good question, T Guns. Tavis McKay, what should we expect timeline wise for Deuce Knight's recruitment? Fingers crossed that we can land him. Well, you know, that's uh that's an interesting one. I don't I don't know the answer to that because it's still a little bit up in the air. 
Deuce is okay. going to take some late July visits. And I think okay. a lot of the timeline is going to be determined by those late July visits. I know he's going to Notre Dame. I know he's going to Ole Miss. I'm not sure about Tennessee. I, I literally don't know if he's going to Tennessee also. It wouldn't surprise me if he does, but he's going to do some late July visits. I think coming out of that, if he feels like he has an idea of where he wants to go, then I think he could set a timeline. Because he said to us he wants to decide this season, this summer, but he won't decide if he doesn't know. Right? Like, you know, if, if he's still torn, then I don't think he'll commit anywhere. Okay. But it, it's going to really be determined by the visits. That's going to be that's going to be the key. I, I want to say something here real quick. Nathan Milton says, Brian, I'll become a booster club member if members get VIP status on mailbags. Nathan, first of all, first of all, <laughs> you literally ask me five, six questions a week on private DMs on the board that only members can can have. Number one. So you have your own private mailbag with me. <laughs> Number two, you can ask any question you want on the message board, and it only gets offered on the message board. People in the chat can only ask questions, have them answered during this little period of a mailbag. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you out on that one, my friend. I'm gonna call you out a little bit, <laughs> challenge you a little bit on that one. So, uh, uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm kind of smelling some bull spit here, Vince, on this one, man. I don't know about you, man. So. Uh, yeah, there you go. It. There you go. I love it. That's great. So let's get to the. <laughs> I like Nathan. He, he knows I'm giving him a hard time. Let's get I like to the, the next question. Car, by the way. All right, uh, Ian Johnston. How much more effective will the service academies be this year with the running clock on first downs? Will other teams play more of a grind it out, grind it out style too? Well, I think teams that want to do that will do that. Like, right, like exactly. Michigan's going to not go away from what they do because of the clock. I mean, they're going to take advantage of it, try to even limit games sure. even more. I, I don't think this changes people's strategies as much as we think it will. I, I think it's going to impact the game, but I don't think it's going to change what people want to do. Teams that want to go tempo are still going to go tempo. Teams that, teams right. want to grind the clock out are still going to grind the clock out. Right. Just, they're not going to change their offensive philosophy based on this one rule. Right. I don't see that happening. Now, will it, will it, how much more effective will the academies be? I mean, it still comes down to their defense. I mean, you could hold a team to five possessions and give up 35 points Mm -hmm. if you can't stop them. Right. Right. And, and and it comes down to, you know, how effective is your offense? I mean, say, we're going to run the clock out, but what if you can't move the chains? Right. What if you're not getting first downs? What if you're getting dominated in the trenches and you're, you're punting to, I mean, because here's, here's the thing is, it's great for them if they're going on drives and scoring, but if they're punting and not scoring early and a team jumps on them, because it used to be where Navy could kind of fall behind and still stay with their game plan because, you know, just that's the nature. Now, because if you, because of your style is shortening the game, if you fall behind, you now have to do things outside of what you normally do because you don't have enough possessions right. to come behind down 17 against a Notre Dame or, or, or somebody in your league, right? Because Air Force and, and Navy are both in leagues. Army's a little bit different. So it could help you if you're good, mm-hmm. but if you come out struggling, your style of play ends up becoming uh, – it, it keeps you from being a team that can come back. Because your normal style doesn't allow you to come back if you get off to a slow start and that other team is putting points on the board, which puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Right. So we look at it from the standpoint of the negative that it can have on the opponent, but I think it can also have a negative on them if they're not scoring. Like, let's say Navy gets a couple field goals in their first possessions. Let's say Notre Dame starts with the ball, scores a touchdown. Navy comes down 
and on the slow drive kicks a field goal. Notre Dame goes down and scores a touchdown. Navy comes down and kicks a field goal. Notre Dame goes down and scores a touchdown. It's 21 to six and Navy has getting ready to start the third quarter because right. of their slow, the, the slow. Right. Now you're like, okay, now we're down 15 and we may only have two possessions in the whole second half. If we get stopped on the first possession and Notre Dame goes down and scores, we're game done. Over. Yeah, it's game it, over. We're done. And so I think there's that aspect too that we're not maybe talking enough about that there the, when you limit possessions, it also increases your need to be perfect. Right. And score all the time too. Right. And if you don't, you're you're in trouble because you're not going to be able to play Good catch. Point. You're not going to have enough possessions in the game to play the style you want to play and come back in games. That's a good point. So That's a really yeah. good point about that. You're, you're going to get a bell now. It's good. Right, thank you. It's I good had point. no... Well, <laughs> thank good you. Point. We do that on that. we do it on the night show. Good points <laughs> get bells. All right. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Oh, we got a new one. Pete Weber. Uh, why is running back getting so incredibly undervalued in today's game? The contracts in the NFL have been crazy low. Will any future running back recruits move to wide receiver for potential higher paydays in the NFL? Sure. Uh, I mean, NF, it's not like running backs still aren't getting paid. It, right. Look, here, here's the thing. It's called economics, right? I mean, in the NFL, you can't pay every position top dollar. It's called a salary cap. Right. I mean, something has to give. And so in the NFL, because certain positions are so premium that and and rare, to be honest with you, because that's the other thing that hurts running backs is the the, the, it's several things. Economics. I can't pay a core. I can't pay Daniel Jones 50 million. I can't pay my starting left tackle 20 million. I can't pay my stud D tackle 20 million and afford a running back who's one of the best in the game and pay Saquon Barkley like he deserves, for example. Right. It is insane to me that Daniel uh, Jones is going to make that much more money than Saquon Barkley, but that's just the nature of the game. A mediocre quarterback is going to make more than the best running back in the league because of economics, because sure. teams have said, okay, number one, shelf life of running back is a lot shorter. Teams are, and here's the thing. This is where players have hurt themselves. I'm going to jump around here a little bit. Uh, number one is I'm not giving guaranteed, big guaranteed money to a position whose shelf life is you're done by the time you're 28, 29 years old. Right. Because now I'm paying you guaranteed money for years when your value is much lower, right? So you all wanted guaranteed money in the NFL. You wanted guaranteed money. Well, NFL teams are not going to give guaranteed money to positions that have a history of not having long shelf lives. They're just not. I can give a quarterback a $10 million contract for $400 million because quarterbacks play into their mid to late 30s. No running backs in today's game really do that. I mean, they're talking about Derrick Henry being on the downside of his career. Do you know how old Derrick Henry is, Vince? 29. Bingo. Right? <laughs> I got a great I, – I pulled up the running back contracts. Yeah. I mean, so, like – and, and there's crazy. he's on the down I, – I think that's a little nuts. But, like, you, you're not going to give him the kind of contract you give Pat Mahomes because no running back's going to last 10 years. Right. Right? So, you all want guaranteed money. Well, here, here's the deal. If you want a big contract as a running back, then don't ask for guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Bet on yourself – and and go that way right that's a big part of it but it's also about i can't pay everyone and in the nfl today running backs are just not valued the way that they were 15 20 years ago there's no terrell davis off what offense would terrell davis rush for 2000 yards in in today's game right absolutely really isn't that offense anymore so if if i can just kind of a running back now has to run the ball to a degree but i mean just just get yards when it's there but you need to pass block you need to catch and to be honest with you there's a lot of dudes that can do that 
There just are. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm an NFL team, I'm going to draft a kid in the second or third round, play him out through his rookie contract. If he's really good, I'll let him go get money somewhere else. I'm going to draft another kid to do the exact same thing in the second, third, or fourth round because right. that's just the premium that's being put at the running back position. Like the the odds of of Jameer Gibbs if he hits and he plays like a top fifteen draft pick, re-signing with the Lions, slim. Because you're not going to pay a guy that much money. You're drafting him now to get the most out of him for five years. That's what you're going to try. We're going to get everything sure. we can out of him for five years and then move on. Right. And so that's just the nature of the business because the position has been deprioritized oh, yeah. in offenses. But it's also one of those positions where it's it's being deprioritized because salary caps are such that I can't afford to pay a running back and a quarterback and a left tackle and a defensive tackle <clears> and my corners. It's just because the same thing's happening at linebacker. Who's yeah. the linebacker making $30 million right now? Right. The difference is the linebackers aren't bitching about it like the running backs all are. That's the difference, <laughs> which is another issue that running backs tend to have. Like, dude, I don't want to deal with that drama. I don't want to deal with that attitude. I don't want to I don't want to pay you that much money and have to deal with the fact that I don't know if you're going to get in trouble this weekend. Sure. You know, thinking of certain guys in a certain team, America's team that has been constantly getting in problems. I just want a kid that's going to come here and work hard and keep his mouth shut and play hard yep. and – I don't have to deal with you crying after a game that you didn't get the ball enough when we won by 20, you know, because we threw the ball a lot. I just, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So that's part of it too, is, is looking at it that way, Vince. So just certain positions are, you don't see a ton of huge contracts at safety. You don't see a ton of huge contracts at linebacker. You don't see a lot of centers making $30 million. None actually making that kind of money. There's just certain positions that don't get valued. It's just running back is the one that everybody's talking about now because I guess they need something to talk about and because all the running backs are crying about it on social media. Right. So it's the nature of the business. Exactly. Right? That's just that's just the reality of it. So, yeah, I'm going to respond to this too here. From Do you have anything you want to add to that, Vince? No, I think you nailed it. I, I just – it's it's not being undervalued in college. No, I mean, it's, it's not actually. Right? I agree with that. And, and you know, it's a lot – first of all, and it's also just from a practical standpoint, it's, it's very – it's so much easier said than done to just change your position from running back to wide receiver. You know, yeah. who's to say that if you go from a top-tier running back to the third or fourth receiver on your team that you wouldn't have made more money at yeah. running back? And I mean, very few guys are like Saquon Barkley that could have grown up as a slot receiver and still been just as good. Sure, right, exactly. Derrick Henry That's, can't do that. Right. Ezekiel Elliott's not doing that. Ezekiel Elliott's right. not an NFL wide receiver. No. Right? I no. mean, that's just the reality of it. You know, right. Dalvin Cook, maybe. He could have maybe been a slot receiver and a pretty good slot receiver. Right. But Josh Jacobs isn't doing that. Right? I mean, right. so it just – there's not a lot of guys, to your point, Vince, that can move that position and still be elite. Right. Exactly. It's just not – it's just a different different kind of game, man. Different kind of mm-hmm. game. I want to respond to this comment down here from T-Guns. I'm a, he's, about to, he's about to get in trouble. Oh, T no. Guns is complaining about, I wish I had Brian's ear like that. And I'm like, dude, you literally have my phone number and you text me questions. Like, I don't know what's up with y'all here today complaining about not getting access Man. to me, but you know what I'm saying? No like, uh, some of y'all, some of y'all need to, <laughs> yeah, I can limit what you have if you want. I mean, I can really be like that. You know what I mean? So, there yeah, we go. I'm just giving you all the time. Yeah, Nathan Milton, what are the best complimentary running back pairs? Mine are. You're going to have to help me out with these initials, I'm guessing. Uh, Audrey Audrey Gestemade, Darian Price, Price. Payne, okay. Devin Ford, J- Jeremiah Love, Jabron Payne. Uh, well, best that compliment? Has is where I would go. I, who? Any one of these that has Audrey Estime is where I would go. Well, 
I would probably go Audric Estime and Jeremiah Love. I think they have the the most distinctly different skill okay. set. Gotcha. Is what I would say. If you're going to have Audric as 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 one of them, I would go with uh, I would go with Audric. Now, if you're going to talk about just pure runners, then I think Audric and Jadarian are are, are are the answer. And I think this is probably where Nathan is going with this is the thought of what you and I have talked about before too, Vince. Is you know Jadarian, if Audric's your bell cow and he's 15 plus carries a game, you'd like your second running back in the current offense. Now, last year's offense is fine because they could literally both go out there and get 12, 15 carries in the game, right? This year, those those touches aren't going to quite be there as much. So give me a guy that the number two that can can do with seven what what Logan Diggs needed 12 to do or can do with five what, you know what I mean? So like, you know, Jadarian goes in there, he carries the ball six or seven times. That's why Josh Adams and or Dexter Williams was such a great compliment in 2017 to Josh Adams because now Josh was a big play guy too, but Josh also was a bit of a volume guy. Dexter could go in there and five carries and rip off a 50-yard touchdown. I mean, that, that's what's great. Dexter Williams in 2017 averaged over nine yards a carry wow. for Notre Dame that season as one of the rotation backs. And, uh, you know, he, he was outstanding. But, yeah, he averaged in, in 2017 9.2 yards per carry on 39 carries. And that's just because he'd go in there and just rip off a – you know, I mean, Temple, six carries for 124 yards. Boston College, six for 50, two touchdowns. Eight for 40 against Michigan State. Three for 33 against Wake Forest. Uh, you know, he that's just kind of who he was. Two carries for 36 yards against LSU in the bowl game. That's just who Dex was, right? And to me, the best compliment to him in that regard, just as runners, is Jadarian Price. The reason I went with Jeremiah Love is I'm thinking more of if I'm in 20 personnel, who can do the most damage in other ways, and that'd be Jeremiah Love. But it'd be Love or Price would be with Audric would be my two Vince. Is that is that kind of along the same lines of where you're at? Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. Yeah. So I think that's what that's what kind of they they were getting at with the um uh with uh the compliment point. Nathan Bull prediction. Every running back has at least three touchdowns and each will have at least one game with a hundred plus yards. Oof. That that's tough because you're saying yeah. all five guys are going to have a hundred yard games. That's I don't see that happening. Uh, that would be tough. I'm, I'm going to go look at something here real quick. Vince, I think cause I, I'm curious. You're going to, you're going to use stats and logic. I'm going to, no, 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 head. no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, to back up your point. I'm going to use that was stats a compliment, by the way. That was, point. Thank you. I was thinking three guys, I think might hit that mark, yeah. but I don't if think it was lies. ever going to happen, it would have happened in 2017. Okay. Now in 2017, Notre Dame had four running backs that had at least three touchdowns because they only had four running backs that really played that okay. year. They all had at least three touchdowns. Josh had nine, Dion had five, Dexter had four, Tony had three. Now, part of that was because your quarterback had 14. So on this team, you'd have that spread out a little bit more, right? So the touchdowns won. I'm good. I, I'm that's doable. Every one of them having 100 yards, far less doable. Yeah. As good as they were in 2017, only three of those four running backs had 100 yards in the game. Tony Jones is the one that did not. Deion McIntosh had 100, over 100 yards against North Carolina, and he had two games of 63. Tony Jones' highest that year was 59 against Wake Forest. He had 10 for 59. He had four for 48 against Miami. Dexter went over 100 yards that season in the opener 
against uh, against Temple. So he had his hundred yard game. And then of course Josh okay. Adams went over hundred yards like all the time. <laughs> so um, if that offense is going to have that, I'd have a hard time believing that this offense is going right. to have five guys. I, I think if you're to say at three? least three of them will have hundred yards, yeah, I can go right. there. That's In four, you know, because you think Audric's going to do it right. I mean, sure. last year you had two running backs that had hundred yards. Chris Tyree now had a hundred yards had two games of 100 yards of all purpose, meaning right. rushing or total offense, right? Yards from scrimmage, rushing plus receiving. I just don't think all oh, five of them will, will get the op- – I just don't think the opportunity will be. I mean, it would require right. like – there would have to be an injury involved somewhere there. Yep. And it would require whoever the back – whoever the young – whoever the guys are that are getting in the fourth quarter, like ripping off a 50-yard run to get there. Like it would have right. to require something like that, which is certainly possible. But you just don't see that a ton because you're also putting in your backup offensive line. It's certainly a bold prediction. Very bold. Very bold. <laughs> yes. Very, very, very bold. Nathan All understood right. the assignment. He did. He did. That that's like that's kind of the yeah. fun part of bold prediction right. is like what think of something that's like mm, that'd be really hard to get to. Otherwise, yeah. it's not a bold prediction. Right. What's your bold prediction? Aldrich has some amazing rush for a thousand yards. That's not a bold prediction. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you understand this word bold. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Huh. Get a dictionary out real quick and explain it to you because I don't think you're grasping the concept. Nathan <laughs> grasped the concept. Yes, he did. Concept. He understood it. <laughs>